Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What's up, IDP Army? Welcome to Defense Matters, where we're talking mostly IDP all fantasy football. I'm your host, Jordan Reigns, at Fifty Shades of Drunk on Twitter, senior writer at Dynasty Nerds. Hey guys, how's it going? I usually do an IDP rankings episode, but to, you know, once a week. But today I'm going to do a little recap of week uh, five. Just um, you know, the games we've already had. We still have two games uh, tonight. One game tonight: the Chargers versus New Orleans. Then we have the Titans game um, going up against Buffalo. That'll be tomorrow. And then the Denver and New England game obviously was postponed. You all know that. But I'm going to go ahead and just recap a little bit of what the week was like earlier, uh, you know, Sunday, even a little bit going back to Thursday. And, you know, just kind of give you guys a little heads up early in the week. uh, The the IDP rankings episode will still come out probably Thursday morning, um, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Look for that. Uh, you know, kind of going over the upcoming week's IDP notes and the ranking going into week six. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, do a little bit of um, player news, I guess. We'll start there. We had some injuries yesterday. Not not a lot of major, major ones necessarily, but Brian Burns did have a concussion and left the game after like in the first quarter or right at the second quarter. Sam Hubbard did injure his elbow and left, did not return. Chandler Jones Toward, uh, hurt his bicep. We're not really sure what that means. He could be out for the season, though, they're talking. So if that's the case, that's a bummer. I mean, you drafted him highly. He didn't do anything for you at all, essentially, this year. Um, you know, five weeks of basically sinking your team for the most part. Uh, really unfortunate to see him go out that way for the season and for real football, but it, nothing's confirmed, but it's looking not great for Chandler Jones. Uh, Dante Jackson went out with a toe injury. Lorenzo Carter, who I had mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the ranking show, uh, potential uh, Achilles tear, so he could be out. Keep an eye on that. Carl Nassib left early with a foot injury, uh, ended up uh, leading to Max Crosby getting a lot of playing time, and he ended up actually getting a sack on Mahomes, which was pretty cool to see. Uh, good for him. Nardrick McKinney missed yesterday's game, week five, with a shoulder injury. I was kind of uh, unaware that was going on. But he practiced, you know, in a limited fashion all week. But they didn't play him yesterday. Uh, Tyrell Adams apparently was the guy who subbed in for him. He had 13 tackles on 89% of snaps. So you want to monitor your Bernardrick McKinney shares. And then um, other news, just general kind of news. Uh, Josh Jones was ejected early from the game. Um, 
So that's kind of all I've kind of accumulated so far on Monday for you guys, as far as uh, guys that are hurt or injured. If you see or hear anything more new at me on Twitter, you know, tag me on stuff so I can kind of uh, be aware of that and look at it uh, as we go through uh, the rest of the week and leading up to the rankings. So just wanted to go over just some notes I wrote down yesterday and go over some of the, the big performers on the week. Um, you know, pretty much what I'm considering, you know, a top tier performance or somebody that really helped your team out is uh, greater than 17 points. As always, IDP one, two, three scoring is what I'll be looking at through for that. Um, you know, we had Aaron Donald yesterday. He had a massive game, four solos, four sacks, three tackles for a loss, uh, three quarterback hits, a forced fumble, ended up with 44 points. Um, I was listening to around the NFL podcast earlier this morning and, you know, they're all I mean, everybody's got rose colored glasses on with Aaron Donald and to be sure, I mean, he's an elite pass rusher. He's a great player, but you know, they're talking about, Oh, he took over this game and they kind of made it sound like he doesn't get enough attention or accolades or awards, um, which I thought was kind of a weird flex because he's the most talked about defensive lineman in the NFL bar none, hands down nonstop. Um, so that was kind of weird, but you know, I think it's worth noting. Don't want to throw any shade at him, but he did go in and get most of this against backups, a backup quarterbacks, backup quarterback. And then that backup quarterback's backup quarterback. Um, you know, he was in there. He wasn't doing this to, you know, some elite uh, pocket presence guys. I mean, it was Alex Smith and it was Kyle Allen who he's getting these numbers on. Uh, it was good to see uh, Alex Smith back out there after, you know, coming back from his injury. We never thought he played football again. You know, he has struggles and all that. It was kind of tough to see Aaron Donald just just get juiced up at that, you know, blood in the water kind of thing. Um, but he he made his presence known, Alex Smith. I mean, he did get hit a little bit, but, you know, that's the nature of the game. Aaron Donald did have a massive game, so good on him. It's good to have, you know, so that is that is what it is. I'm glad he had those 44 points. Unfortunately, I was up against him and the second guy on this list, Khalil Mack, who also had a big game, two solos, two tackles for a loss, two sacks, three quarterback hits, a pass deflection and assist. I'm in a league, um, Shark City, with some of the guys from Big Three and other IDP people around the scene. You know, some of the IDP guys are in there. Some of the DLF guys are in there. Uh, Draft Sharks is in there. Um, IDP Sharks is in there. Sigmund Bloom is in there. And, of course, I'm playing Sigmund Bloom this week, and he has Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. So he basically buried me. Uh, right out the gates just with those two positions so I was up against it I'm pretty much doomed in that league but I'm gonna try and fight back uh, Montez Sweat another guy had a nice game four solos four assists one sack one quarterback hit tackle for loss or not tackle for loss sorry a forced fumble 22 points um you know, he had a nice hustle play there. I mean, he was all over the place, honestly. And he has been all over the place all season. Uh, hasn't necessarily shown up in a massive way in the box score. I think this is his biggest game of the season. But what I'm seeing from Montez Sweat is a player that I, I'm really enjoying watching him develop in year two. Um, I love seeing him be disruptive. I love seeing him kind of be the engine of that defense right now. There was a heads-up play yesterday when Cam Akers ran like his 40-yard uh, one run of the game or whatever. And there's a moment in that play when he breaks through the line essentially Chase Young and Montez Sweater shoulder and shoulder. I mean, they're basically parallel to each other. And uh, Chase Young is definitely closer to Cam Akers. And there's like a, in a split second, you see Chase Young slow down in pursuit and you see Montez Sweat hit the Jets. And Montez Sweat ran down Cam Akers to save a, a would-be touchdown, basically. It's a really good clip. You need to go find that on Twitter. I'll tell you who actually. You might have already seen it posted today, but uh, check out uh, Stephen Steven Vanover, uh, he put a bunch of clips up, but actually I'll just retweet that right now while I'm sitting here. Go check out my timeline. It should be on there at 50 Shades of Drunk. Uh, it's a really cool play, and it's just 
interesting to watch as you know somebody Montez Sweat PFF doesn't love him you know a lot of people that are you know, I don't know kind of uppity about their defensive ends don't really like him but I mean I see a guy that gets is getting stuff done for my fantasy team and I see a guy that is you know relentless in his pursuit of the ball in this play and it was something I really you know I took note of so if you can get him off of an owner who's maybe thinking he's not going to be you know Chase Young is the one guy to own there you know I think there can be a world where they're both top 15 defensive linemen, you know, for multiple years going forward. And Montez Sweat's going to be a lot easier to acquire than Chase Young. So go check that out. Uh, another guy Sigmund Bloom had on this team that is literally decimating me, Stefan Tuat, two solos, three assists, one tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, three quarterback hits, 21 points for him in IDP 1-2-3 scoring. So I'm up against it. A few other guys had good games. TJ Watt had a 21-point game. Um, Dalvin Tomlinson from the Giants had a nice game. Miles Garrett, of course, he just seems to always be up on this list. 19 point game, so there were some big DL games for you. Um, moving into the linebacker section, Troy Reader, kind of a big surprise. You know, I had we had some questions yesterday on the uh, start shit show, start sit show, <laughs> start shit show. Oh gosh, um, with Adam IDP from the big three, he was on and subbing in for Jared on the live cast. And we had a few questions about, you know, who was going to be playing with Mike Kaiser out. And it really was we're not really sure who was going to be. Uh, but the Troy Reader guy came in and played like 80 some odd percent of snaps, I believe. 89 percent of snaps, eight solos. He had three sacks. This linebacker guy comes in, has three sacks, two tackles for loss, three assists, three quarterback hits. He ties Aaron Donald right now uh, with 44 points as the leaders point leader on the week. Uh, so it's interesting that both the point leaders on the week at these positions are uh, from the Rams, you know, but I mean, that's what happens when you play a shit show offense like Washington. So pretty much you should be starting all your defensive players against Washington as high level assets going forward. Uh, I don't know if Troy Reader's name is going to pop up ever again or not, even after the, perfor- the performance he just had, maybe he works his way onto the field a little bit more. So a guy to put a pin in, uh, pay attention to going forward and maybe he pans out as something you have. I'm not putting a lot of stock in him right now, but I mean, if I have guys that I can cut, cut candidates on my team and he's out there available, you know, he's definitely worth a speculative ad. So if you're looking for to move somebody to get a waiver wire ad, um, Patrick Queen had a nice day. Um, I do want to, you know, kind of go out of my way here just to say that, you know, I was wrong about Patrick Queen coming into the season. I was a little bit lower on him uh, than the consensus. Um, I know a lot of people had him as their one or two. I had him like at three. I thought Isaiah Simmons and Kenneth Murray would be a little more prolific than they are. Uh, Patrick Queen's been the guy who's been prolific, playing 70-odd-ish percent of snaps, um, 80% of snaps right around there, kind of like Devin Bush, the star last year. But he's just doing kind of Devin Bush did last year. just He's making plays and big plays. Six solos, three assists, one sack, two fumble recoveries, one forced fumble. He ran one of these forced uh, recoveries back for a touchdown. Then he got you know, 53 recovery yards too. So that's half the damn field he ran down. Uh, ends up with 42.3 points, still just a shade behind um, – just a shade behind Troy Reader there on the week's leaderboard. Um, another big game for Jalen Smith. You know, he is a guy that I was super high on coming into the season. He was one of the players that I was, you know, going out of my way to own anywhere and everywhere. I, you know, I, I just I believed in him. He was a guy I was willing to pay up for. And, you know, he's come through this season with some big numbers this week. 14 tackles, three tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, quarterback hit, uh, 32 points. Eric Wilson last night on Sunday Night Football. You know, Eric Wilson, uh, Adam brought him up on the show yesterday. I mean, Aaron Will- or 
sorry, Eric Wilson's basically a top 12 linebacker right now. Um, his weekly finishes uh, on the season are point-wise 23, 20, 12, and then 32.7 last night. That's since Anthony Barr has uh, left the season with the pe- with the injury. So, I mean, he's just I mean, 23, 20, 12, and 32. I mean, those are like Blake Martinez-type numbers to give you an idea of what he's putting up. Those are elite linebacker one weeks. And if you watched that game last night, I mean, he was everywhere against the Seahawks last night. So Eric Wilson's a guy that's definitely on my radar. I'm looking at a league right now um, where he's on waivers, several leagues where he's on waivers. Um, I will be going out and looking into him and definitely be trying to add him to my teams. If he's on waivers in some of y'all's leagues, because people are a little slow to get, like some people are on my leagues, like I am sometimes. Eric Wilson's a guy that needs to be rostered 100% going forward. Uh, Another big game, another guy who... I kind of made a mistake in a dynasty league. I dropped him this last week and ended up being a huge mistake. But I dropped Avery Williamson to pick up somebody else. But Avery Williamson came out this week, 28 points. I mean, just an absolutely monster game kind of after a pedestrian game the week before and losing snaps the week before to Alec Ogletree. He comes out and has eight tackles, two pass deflections, an interception, uh, 21 return yards for 28 point, 28.1 points. So massive game from Avery Williamson. He appears to be completely through the injury. He's the best linebacker easily on the Jets at this point. Um, you know, no shade at Neville Hewitt. I love me some Huey, but uh, Avery Williamson's the guy you're going to want to own on that team. And if you're listening to this and you're in that league with me, you know he's on waivers and you probably got waiver priority. So go get him. And if he's out there at any of your leagues, guys, he's definitely a guy, you know, especially with bye weeks coming up, you're going to want some of these names that are floating out there on your team sooner rather than later. So um, another big game at linebacker. We had Zach Cunningham, 10 tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, quarterback hit, 28-point performance from him, 28-point performance from Foyseid Olakun. Um, you know, it's kind of the same song and dance as last year. Deion Jones is the linebacker, too, there. I mean, maybe he's the main guy. But for IDP production, you want the other guy. And right now that's Foyseid Olakun. Um like I said, 12 solo tackles, two assists, a tackle for a loss. Nothing flashy there. But when you go back two weeks and he had three forced fumbles and like 25 snaps, it still put up a 20-point game. So he's shown himself to be – he's the linebacker you want to own on the Falcons right now. Uh, he's DL or DB and linebacker eligible on sleeper, which makes him super valuable, kind of like I've been kind of harping on to you all for the past couple of weeks about because you're white. He's also DB and LB eligible. I mean, these guys are literally just cheat codes because they're actually playing linebacker snaps. Um, so if you can get them off of an owner that's maybe – because I know Olakun, I mean, I was in the market to get rid of him a week or two ago with the hamstring situation. Now I'm probably not. But if you're willing to take the plunge and buy buy low on a guy, if something were to come up or you did manage to pick up Olakun, because I know he was dropped in some leagues because of the injury, I mean, you've been rewarded with a top-tier linebacker uh, on the season so far. Um, another popular question on the show yesterday was Bobby Okrecki and Anthony Walker. Who should we play with Leonard out? Uh, the answer is both of them. Bobby Okrecki had 27.7 points, and then Anthony Walker had 27.1 points. I mean, they were neck and neck. They both had an interception. They both had plenty of tackles. So um, you just want the linebacker for the for the Indianapolis Colts. It's kind of sad. I mean, just I'm going to point it out. I don't mean anything by it, but I mean, both of them had 27 point games. One of them almost 28. The biggest game on the season for Darius Leonard's a 21 point game. So it makes you wonder if he would have played this game, what kind of numbers he would have put up in this situation. Uh, So we're all very anxious to get him back on the field. I tweeted something out last week that he, you know, Darius Leonard is basically droppable in shallow leagues. Um, 
kind of took some heat on that. You know, I had to argue with some some guys on Twitter, you know, oh, Darius Leonard's completely undroppable, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the fact of the matter is Darius Leonard's like linebacker 40 on the season before this week. Now I'm sure he's like linebacker 70 or 80. That's points. I mean, those are actual points. If you're in a shallow league, like the league I was speaking about, which I'm in leagues of all shapes and sizes. I mean, I'm in leagues that have, you know, we roster 50, 60, 70, you know, people. These drafts were insane. And I'm in leagues where it's, you know, we had 12, 13 round drafts. I'm in a league that's got three bench spots, one IR spot. We start three IDP players and then a full offensive team as well. Um, And in that kind of a league, a shallow league, you know, Darius Leonard is not helping your team. I watched a guy drop him. And as I watched this guy drop him, I thought, you know, I mean, he kind of looked at me and said, my buddy, John, shout out, John, if you're listening. He said, you know, is Darius Leonard droppable? And when I just looked at him, I was like, in our league? And he's like, yeah. And he did it. And I was like, I mean, and that's the right move to make. The week before that, I dropped Roquan Smith to go pick somebody else up. Um, you know, some of the guys on Twitter were like, oh, you'll never get him back, blah, blah, blah. I got Roquan Smith back pretty easily. Darius Leonard will be out there. He's got a bye week coming up in another, you know, week or so. You don't have enough room on a shallow team for a guy, for a name like that that's not giving you points. So just to add context to that again, it was, you know, I did say shallow leagues. I took a little heat for, you know, not maybe not articulating what that meant enough, but in a shallow league, a guy that's not helping you is a guy that's not helping you. Deion Jones means nothing in a shallow league. Darius Leonard means nothing right now in a shallow league, in a league where Patrick Queen and Avery Williamson and Foyer Olakun, you know, are putting up massive point totals, you know. After a while, it's not fun to have the big name on your team, no matter what they did last year, two years ago, three years ago for your team, whether you know they have one by one upside, blah, blah, blah. I and mean, I'm talking this week when I need to win in a short team in a short bench league. You gotta you have to be able to look past the names and you have to look at point totals, you have to look at gamesmanship. And if you want to win, you will make tough decisions like that. So just wanted to kind of harp on that for a moment. Um, then, you know, some of the usual suspects in your defensive backs. It was a big week for defensive backs um, in the sack game, which I thought was really interesting. I mean, we had uh, how many sacks on the on the on the uh, the Ravens? I mean, Humphreys had a sack. Deshaun Elliott had a sack. Marcus Peters had a sack. Um, just talked about Patrick Queen had a sack. No, not a defensive back. Buda Baker had himself a sack this week. Mike Hilton had himself another sack this week. I mean, it was a big week for defensive backs to be rushing the passer. Chuck Clark, you know, another guy on the on the uh, Ravens, had a sack. I mean, these are all defensive backs. So my number one note is if you've been listening to me or, you know, look at my ranking to start the year, I was very high on all of the defensive backs for the Ravens. I mean, I was high on Marcus Peters. I was high on Humphreys. I wasn't overly high on Chuck Clark, but, I mean, I ranked him appropriately as a starting strong safety. And all three of these guys, you know, as is the nature of all IDP positions in fantasy football in general, is when you have boom and bust weeks, um, you know, you have big weeks and small weeks, but some teams and some guys, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphreys have more consistent boom weeks than bust weeks. Um, and even though they're not safeties, these are guys that I feel comfortable playing as twos and threes every week in my lineups. Uh, Marlon Humphreys, especially I've got him all over the place. And the great thing about him is, you know, I was able to draft him as a three or a flex. So I'm able to put in, you know, Buda Baker and, um, you know, Landon Collins, guys that maybe I paid up for. And then Marlon Humphreys was available. So if somebody in your team is, you know, if it's a DB specific and it's not necessarily a cornerback specific, is uh, undervaluing a player like a Hilton or a, like a Humphreys, you know, because that's the narrative in the IDP kind of circles is, you know, oh, you just want the safeties. Oh, you just want the safeties. That should be a time for you to make a move. So 
just wanted to bring that up. Like I said, it was a big week for the defensive backs. Um, Carlton Davis right now is kind of the leader on the week. He had a big game on Thursday night against the Bears. Um, obviously, part of that was his interception, but seven tackles all solo. Uh, you know, that's nothing That's nothing to be ashamed of right there. And a pass defendant and an interception that he, re- he returned pretty far. Um, he did not make it for a touchdown, unfortunately. Steven Nelson had a big game. Uh, Marcus Peters had a big game. Again, these are all cornerbacks, so maybe they're owned, maybe they're not. Marcus Peters is probably owned in your league. Carlton Davis, uh, I believe he's had a – he hasn't really had any other really big games. Well, he's had a few big games this season, so he may be owned in some of your leagues. And then you got some of your usual suspects I alluded to earlier. Buda Baker had a big game. He ended up with a sack, uh, which is first had in a while. Ten tackles again. He comes back right off surgery, and this guy's just, I mean, it's like he hasn't missed a beat. Ronnie Harrison, kind of a surprise here, only played 66% of the snaps uh, for the Browns, but did have a pick six, so that boosted his score up real, real high. And he's actually, like I said, he's out there for some meaningful snaps this week. So what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe the, you know, Carl or Carl Joseph, I believe was out or got hurt early. So he came in. Maybe we see a, a world where Ronnie Harrison's snaps continue to climb and he comes back into IDP relevance. Um, so keep an eye on him. Mike Hilton, we've, you know, you already know what Mike Hilton is. Chuck Clark, you know what he is. I mean, these are every week starters at this point in your team. Um, then a couple other guys that were still up there. Darius Slay kindly had finally had a big game. Uh, Jesse Bates, 19-point game. Pierre Desir, 19-point game. Gerard Wilson coming back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, 18.8-point game. Did, played 100% of snaps right out of the gate. I think he only had like three or four tackles, but he also had a big interception, so that helped boost his score a lot. Um, and like I said, he came back and played 100% of snaps the first week, so he's been off of IR. So he's kind of right back into his role on the Jacksonville defense. We did lose Josh um, – Josh Jones, he got kicked out of that game early. Uh, you kind of would have hoped to see Gerard Wilson with a little bit more juice than that on the tackle numbers. But, again, it's his first week off of IR, first game of the season. So, for them to throw him out there for 100% of snaps means they're confident in what he brings to the table. So, he's a guy that's probably on your waiver wires right now. So, I'll be looking for, you know, of these kind of groups of guys that I've kind of mentioned, you know, the linebackers I talked about a little earlier that you might want to go look for. Gerard Wilson, he's probably on some of your waiver wires. You are going to definitely want to look into him. Shaquille Griffin had another good game, 21 points. He's still on some waiver wires out there. Um, you know, people are trying to throw on this Washington or watch the Seattle team, and they're doing it successfully, but that means big numbers for Shaquille Griffin. So he's another uh he's another defensive back that's probably still out there in, in some of your leagues available. So and any you know, any and all of these cornerbacks honestly are definitely game if you're in a in a, an idp league on sleeper because a lot of people again just because of the way that we're kind of been taught to play idp we always look safety first then cornerback but some of the leaders consistently in this group every week you know have been corners mike hilton kind of leading the way so um let me see if there's any other notes i have here for you guys um kyle fackrell his snap count has been going up. He had a pick six, a da- pick six of Dak before Dak got uh, knocked out of that game. Uh, speaking of which, that really was tough to watch. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I have not always been a Dak Prescott enthusiast. He was a guy that I kind of – I thought his path would, career path would look a lot more like Car- Carson Wentz's when he came out and when they first had their rookie years kind of together. Uh, but he's shown – he's. I mean, in the last year, I've definitely changed my tune on him, and he's legit, and it, it sucked to see him go down and – you know, there definitely will be a ripple effect in the NFL. There's one other MVP contender down. Yeah, the Cowboys weren't winning games, but Dak was prolific. So he was, I mean, if you're going to bring up Kyler's name in that discussion, you cannot not bring up Dak's name in that discussion. 
Um, so rest up, guy. Sorry for you, man. You'll know you'll never hear this, but uh, the NFL is better with Dak Prescott in it, and that was kind of tough to see. So good luck to all the Cowboys Nation. Um, let's see if there's any other notes here I want to bring up with y'all. Um, that's kind of just my recap of the day. You know, it was a good game. It was good to see Max Crosby getting a little pressure on uh, on Patrick Mahomes. Um, good for him, not good as a Mahomes fan. I mean, it was good for Max Crosby. He did have a sack too, which Mahomes is one of the tougher quarterbacks to sack. So that, you know, that speaks to me. Little things like that speak to a player's ability. Uh, Max Crosby is just consistently been okay this year. He hasn't blown up yet. Don't let anybody tell you he's blown up. I think he's had like 14, 15, 16 points, but he's he's floating in that range where he's consistently good for your team. If a player can do that, he's going to finish top 15 by the end of the season. I mean, he just keeps, you know, it's kind of just a sack a week kind of situation at the moment. You know, he's not really popping off the screen. Just 13 points this week, 11 points last week. But I mean, he had a sack each of those weeks. He had two the week before, so he had 22 points. So he's not killing your team. He's not, you know, he's not Aaron Donnelling. Aaron Donalding your team either he's not taking you up from the ashes and you know propelling you straight to victory but he's doing enough to you need to leave uh Max Crosby in your lineup so apparently the Raiders got a lot of pressure yesterday I saw Clellan Farrell in on a few plays I'm not saying go get Clellan Farrell necessarily but he's definitely a player to watch because they drafted him very highly he was touted coming in in that big DL class from two years ago uh 2019 so um he's definitely a player to keep an eye on along with Max Crosby in that line in general. So, guys, this show, just like I said, just a short recap show. Um, kind of just went through the injuries, kind of talked on some of the bigger uh, performances. Not going to get too deep into the weeds. I'm going to, you know, sift through the rest of the stuff, watch these games tonight and tomorrow. And then I will be back on, like I said, Thursday for you all with the ranking show for week six. Yeah, we're in week six already. So hopefully you were able to muster a win this week if you were in a must-win situation. Um, and if not, and if you are down 0 and 5 or still maybe 1 and 4, don't give up, don't quit. You know, I'm in leagues with people that aren't setting their lineups already. I'm in leagues with people that don't care already. They just quit. Don't be that guy. Um, you know, even if you don't win your league, you can still beat somebody. You know, you can still compete at a, you know, at a micro level within the ecosystem of your league. So go out there, stomp somebody. You know, get a little of your swag back. Um, don't be a quitter. Don't be that guy that doesn't check in. Don't be that guy that doesn't do anything. Don't be that guy that doesn't contribute. Don't be that guy that kind of kills the integrity of your league. You don't want to be that guy. So that is my encouragement to you all this week. Have a good Monday. Um, I guess, you know, rate, review the show. I mean, you know all that good stuff. I'm not even going to go through that. So appreciate you, IDP Army. Appreciate you tuning in for this short show. Hopefully you guys like this little format instead of the ranking show. Feedback is always welcome. Hit me up on the Twitter sphere. Hit me up in the Destination Devi Discord. You already know how to find that. Follow Destination Devi on Twitter sphere. Follow me. Uh, yeah, then I'll be back later on this week with your week six IDP ranking show. So, IDP Army, I'm out. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hit the clock, tick blades on the fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting it enough.